Global Reader, a real-time factory tracker. This is Global Reader Factory Digitalization Podcast with Indrik Jal. Hello, everyone. And um, uh, today I'm glad that uh, I've been joined here by, by our own uh, Chief uh, Customer Experience Officer, Christo Goiv. We have been talking uh, with Christo about uh, different ways how to digitalize a factory. And um, I, I thought it was a good, good idea to actually bring him on board uh, on this podcast and, and uh, give us a little bit of insight about um, uh, what is digitization for him and uh, how it actually uh, works uh, when, when we go uh, forward, not uh, using just different tools, but how to bring them together. So, Christo, first of all, thanks for joining me today, and and uh, please tell me a little bit uh, and and everybody else uh, about yourself. Um, yeah, hi. So, uh, so yeah, I'm Christo, and uh, I have been on board on the Global Reader team since the start. So, uh, so yeah, I know a lot about the things that are going on inside uh, our company, and. Um, and uh, yeah, about myself, uh, my background is I come from the developing uh, area. So I'm a, I have been a developer for uh, for a long time, and uh, I started also in the same position in in Global Radar. And uh, as as we grew, uh, I have moved on to the uh, to the support side of our company. So now now I'm responsible mainly on the on the customer customer side. And uh, I guess uh, the main reason why we are here today is uh, is uh, I have been a part of a lot of projects that we have made, and uh, I guess the digitalization part is uh, is the thing uh, th- that we want to aim to today, right? Correct. Yes, uh, and and I forgot to say that Christo yes, is a, is a founder of Global Reader also. So so we have been working together the whole time. So. Um, during this time and everything, uh, so so what does uh, digitalization uh, mean to you? Uh, has it grown in somehow from w- when we started, or 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 what's uh, and what does it look like for you now? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, in the previous episodes also <laughs> covered that it, everybody can see this term as as a, a little bit different, but uh, but yeah. Uh, Definitely, it's it's like a bright uh, or like a wide term, uh, but uh, if we, if we if we narrow it down to the factory side and uh, manufacturing side, I guess uh, yeah, uh, we could could say that one 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 goal is the is the paperless uh, manufacturing. Uh, if you're talking about uh, digitalization in general, uh, this is this is maybe something that I, I could say is the, is, the, is the main goal of it or, or the idea. Uh, but uh, definitely, yeah, there are lots and lots of different uh, <laughs> approaches that uh, clients take and, uh, and also we on the Global Reader uh, side take, uh, if we are talking about the digitalization in general, I think. We must go a little bit uh, in detail uh, to get, uh, get a better idea, I think. So, so what you're saying is that um, different cli- clients uh, or different uh, um, uh, factories have different approaches. So one of them is is like uh, paperless manufacturing. Uh, are there any other goals that they have um, told you uh, what, what they want to do? 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, if we're talking about uh, the project that we have done, um, I guess one of the common things is that uh, that the clients uh, want to uh, want to automate or uh, make some mundane tasks uh, automated and uh, save save the time over there. So uh, this is also one main main approach if we're talking about uh, uh, digitalization again. Yeah. So automation means that uh, basically the data uh, flows between different systems, and and uh, so that uh, like these routine tasks that uh, in in many cases uh, um, some kind of a person is doing them is is actually being uh, automated uh, by by an uh, uh, IT system. So um, uh, how does this actually work? So so can we a little bit uh, talk about that? Yeah, definitely. So. Uh... I don't know. Imagine, imagine a person doing, doing. Let's say, putting some data into Excel and uh, or or whatever program it is actually. And uh, after that, the same data needs to be put inside another system. So, actually, what what happens is that uh, the inputting of 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 data of the same same data uh, has to be done in two or even more systems. So, um, what the general case is that uh, the systems could transfer this data automatically between them, and uh, yeah, the, the time is one, and the, the person doing it can do can do some other tasks uh, that are even more useful for the company. So, this could be the yeah one basic example that we can do. But in general, uh, you would. Uh, talking already about uh, programs uh, uh, that are used, uh, but um, uh, in in how many cases is the actual first input uh, a paper? Yes, it is, and 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 is I don't know. It's even staggering. It's a lot of paper is used. So, <laughs> so yeah, the the common approach is uh, or like it's it's an easy way to manage. I guess uh, just print out the paper, fill some table get some numbers over there and uh, yeah then then of course next step is yeah some somebody has to digitalize this uh, this data then uh, if at all maybe it's just filed and somebody then uh, <laughs> looks at the archives and uh, and so on yeah this is a story that i heard once was that um, uh, i was i was at the client side and and uh, and they were telling me that yes, we are collecting all sorts of data. Uh, we are writing it down on this paper. But um, they had these uh, uh, boxes uh, like uh, near the machines where they would uh, insert all the papers. And I was asking, uh, when do you actually look at this data? And they said, uh, well, basically, we after three months, uh, the papers are taken uh, away from here, and and that uh, um, th- th- they are. Um, uh, thrown away so uh, this data is never used so uh, um, this is kind of an approach uh, that uh, uh, I think uh, I've heard that many companies have and and uh, kind of uh, getting the data to flow between the systems uh, is actually giving you the historical data as I understand uh, to to actually later on analyze uh, what what has happened and, and make actually uh, smarter decisions exactly yeah uh, good point from your from your idea is that yes if you just collect the data i guess even is it digital or or 
manual uh, if you throw it away and don't do anything with that uh, then then yeah uh, you don't collect the data actually <laughs> so yeah but uh, uh, let's go on from here uh, if we talk about um, uh, connecting the systems uh, then we are talking about integrations and, and in many cases uh, um, uh, people are are um, uh, a little bit afraid about integrations because uh, if you think about the ERP system and and uh, it's uh, uh, it's an integration project. It already sounds like uh, hundreds of thousands of euros you have to put in, and uh, then then you don't know what you get out. Uh, so, so what has been your experience? How does an integration work? Um, uh, what are the steps uh, to take in the uh, during the integration? Um, yeah, uh, if we're talking about an ERP system, I, I understand uh, the same same thought that you gave out is that, uh, yeah, people are a little bit afraid because anyway, usually the ERP systems are quite big and uh, they have lots and lots of functionality. Uh, so uh, if, if, if somebody thinks that, okay, I want to integrate now, uh, then of course, if you're talking about all the functionalities and all the other stuff, uh, um, and and the goal is just to integrate with something. Uh, then of course the project might be really big, but uh, what we are usually doing is that uh, we are narrowing down the the needs. I guess the main idea or the or the or the first thing to think about is that uh, okay, what is the main goal and what is the minimum amount of uh, data that needs to be moved between the systems. Then, then we get um, like the minimum requirements, and uh, if we take this as 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 the first goal, uh, and we get the project going and everything is uh, working, then we can like build on top of that. So uh, I guess um, coming to the minimum requirements is always the main key if we're talking about starting the project and putting down uh, the scope of it. So what you're saying, uh, if I understand you correctly, is that um, basically have a big goal, but uh, take it into little steps and and uh, uh, start to go on those steps because uh, actually um, when when you move on, your appetite might grow. Might grow. Uh, yeah, definitely. The, even not it, it might grow, but definitely it grows. But uh, <laughs> if you if you start really big, uh, you might fail really big that's the that's the point uh, because uh, yeah we, we have to start with the projects only uh, with uh, like baby steps uh, but uh, the, those first steps must cover the basic needs uh, and uh, if they do uh, then always we can uh, yeah ha ha build on on top of that move more data do some some other other magic there so uh, so yeah so I, I know that uh, we we have uh, integrations uh, or projects we have done like uh, uh, we we are moving um, uh, like uh, production data. We are also giving information to the warehouse. Uh, we are talking about uh, uh, like uh, raw material, uh, uh, ready products, um, all those uh, things. But if, if you if you think about um, uh, then you said about the, the minimum uh, um, uh, requirements. So what are those usually? Uh yeah, for, for an example, uh, what we are do, doing usually, or, or like the usually start from, um, and we are talking about an ERP system, uh, then the ERP system already contains orders. 
uh, and if the planning is also done in the ERP system, then the orders are are planned on on, on the machines. Uh, so the so the minimum goal is is to get the planned orders out from the ERP system and inside the global reader system. Uh, this means that uh, after that, the, the, the operators on the shop floor level will see the plan that has been made and specifically has been made on the workstation that they work on. And uh, using the standard functionality in global reader, the operators then can choose which uh, operation or order they start with. And, uh, and uh, if the order is done, they mark that, okay, now it's done. And uh, based on the, based on those entries, then we can, we can send back the information to the ERP system that, uh, okay, now this order is finished, or maybe it's paused, or uh, yeah, there are some statuses, but, uh, uh, but then the ERP system will know that, okay, now, the order that was planned uh, was finished, plus uh, based on the data that we collect on top of that, uh, the ERP system will know, okay, what was the duration of this uh, order in reality? So we get the plan versus reality view. Uh, and if needed, uh, of course, then uh, basically this is it then. So it's it's just a two-way communication, and uh, we get the basic data, and the ERP system will know uh, what was uh, the plan and how did it match the reality. So, uh, so basically, what we uh, what is sent back uh, to the ERP system is the uh, order, uh, how long uh, it was actually done, how much uh, uh, product was done, and who was uh, uh, the the person who was doing it. So that's kind of uh, uh, the the standard uh, things, and and this is usually something that is written on paper, right? Exactly. So uh, yeah, the, the paper says yeah who who did what and how long basically. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, so that's the standard functionality. So if you think about um, uh, these projects, uh, um, so how standard are these? If we are talking about the same kind of data approach, I guess we can we can narrow it down or, or generalize on on almost any ERP systems uh, that are there. I guess there's hundreds, but uh, <laughs> basically, uh, if we're talking about orders and uh, planning and uh, finishing the orders, I guess the idea is uh, is the same on uh, on uh, yeah every ERP system. And then it starts to grow. Basically, it's it's uh, like we heard uh, before that uh, this is a never-ending story uh, about integrations because because you want to do more and more. But um, from from uh, uh, from from the other side, uh, like uh, from the company side, uh, uh, who is needed in the team, or or how does this uh, process look like? Uh, how, how do you actually get your ERP system integrated? Um. Uh, yeah, the team. Uh, I guess <laughs> at least somebody uh, <laughs> is needed on the uh, on our side, <laughs> on our, our project manager, and uh, of course uh, some some dev team members. But if we're talking about uh, um, uh, the factory side or our client side, 
then uh, definitely somebody uh, needs to be uh, aware of the project or leading the project on the on the client side and definitely uh, it it helps a lot if if uh, somebody with with some mighty knowledge is also uh, there on the client side. Uh, what we have seen is that uh, th this is definitely something that uh, uh, makes things move faster. Uh, if somebody on the on the client side also knows the IT, it's definitely not a requirement. But this is this is my observation anyway. So so what you're saying there needs to be a leader from. Uh... Uh, from uh, the client side who actually takes the responsibility for the integration. Definitely, because uh, yeah, uh, anyway, uh, we are we are just a partner to the um, um, to the manufacturing companies, uh, the the things that go on inside the company and uh, what kind of systems uh, that are built up and uh, uh, some accesses and all the other stuff. Uh, this space, uh, this usually needs to be configured like uh, in-house. And and also, I guess. Uh, uh, if, if we talk about the culture, somebody needs to be uh, telling that uh, this is needed for a greater good and, and uh, train the people who, who are actually going to use the system. So if there's um, like uh, uh, no one uh, responsible uh, for, for this uh, project, then, uh, then it, it's uh, kind of, uh, this is like a first step of, uh, of uh, might be a failure, right? Exactly. So anyway, yeah, somebody needs to be responsible, and somebody uh, must must clearly know the the goals and yeah, set the goals. I guess uh, we should start from there. I think this is usually I understand uh, being done uh, uh, when when we also set the scope uh, with the client, and and uh, then we set the steps, and and uh, then we agree that uh, what what kind of steps we take, and and. Uh, how uh, we can support uh, the client uh, uh, to actually get those uh, steps going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the defining of the scope before any development or any any other moves are done. This is also <laughs> a critical step because if if we don't know, uh, with we, we I mean uh, on the global reader side uh, and and on the, on our client side. Uh, we must agree on uh, on the scope, meaning that uh, what what is exactly the end result and uh, what what is the time frame of the project. Uh, if we agree on that and uh, all the parties uh, agree on that, uh, then then we can measure the project and uh, we can understand that okay, now it's finished at at the state that we have confirmed. So otherwise, uh, we would just develop and develop and develop and uh, nobody knows where we are right now so <laughs> so so what you're saying is that uh, a uh, uh, project manager from client side and uh, a scope are really important what are the other like critical things that if, if uh, or what you have seen uh, what are the other critical things that um, uh, kind of uh, show or, or give you the red flag that something might go wrong yeah, about some red flags, I guess. Uh, uh, what what we have seen is that, uh, or what what's best, for example, is that uh, if we do some weekly or biweekly meetings, for example, about the project. So um, uh, 
which means about uh, with what I, what I mean is that uh, uh, with this approach, we know that both parties uh, know where we are. So uh, I guess the red flag is that uh, when when the parties uh, actually uh, don't know the status, so they, we just wait for the end date and uh, <laughs> and hope that everything will be ready. But we don't know uh, what what steps uh, might be needed to take in between. Um, so this uh, this might be a red flag if if no communication is done between the parties uh, and and uh, approaching that I guess uh, some some weekly or biweekly meetings are the are the best way uh, to to have the communication and uh, and uh, get the things uh, moving uh, faster and to the direction uh, that's needed because uh, also on the project side I guess. Uh, things might change uh, if we move on. So um, uh, what can be done, of course, is that uh, we move the scope to on, on a little bit on the other side or, or, the, or, <laughs> or, or, or here or there. But what about testing? Uh, yeah, definitely. This is also uh, an important thing in the, in the scope, I guess. Uh, always... Uh, time for testing uh, should be allocated uh, in the start of the project and uh, the testing should definitely be done like uh, simultaneously and uh, and uh, concerning all the parties needed i mean uh, yeah we on the global leader side on the client side uh, on the client side at the um, shop floor uh, meaning that uh, the operators uh, or the operators view should also be considered uh, so the testing should uh, definitely handle all the users that will eventually um, uh, start using the system uh, or, or the user uh, roles, let's say then. But then, uh, like we talked about the red flags or, or these uh, might go wrong points, uh, but uh, uh, what have been the biggest uh, like uh, positive effects? Uh, can you bring something out? Uh, definitely, there, the success stories are are, are there. I, I guess how much time do we have? But uh, bringing out some some stuff, I guess uh, the uh, the smile uh, on the face uh, when we see that uh, yeah, this this what we agreed on uh, really works and it saves a lot of time in the factory. So um, if I don't know if the planners uh, get the better overview, they can plan better. Uh, they know the, um, the, the previous uh, productions uh, or uh, or just the transparency side of it so um, so the the operators can can act on the changes of the plan faster uh, they don't have to run around uh, they know what they what they need to do uh, so uh, basically on every level of the um, uh, of the manufacturing company uh, we can have smaller and bigger wins uh, like every day so so basically i would say that uh, uh, this is a is is a great uh, place uh, to actually um, uh, take this uh, podcast together so basically if we do a um, uh, if we do an integration then uh, we kind of um, uh, we need to define the scope we need the team uh, we we need the, uh, like the schedule and and we actually need to test 
And then we get the smile if every uh, if and when everything starts to work because some of the routine tasks we ac- actually can uh, take away and the whole factory wins on it. Exactly, and uh, yeah, even more if we know the if we know the end goal. Let's just divide them into smaller steps. Uh, start from the bigger wins and uh, then uh, go on with the smaller wins. But uh, what what might be that uh, maybe the things that might seem small in the in in the beginning, uh, in the in the end, they make the most uh, profit for the company. <laughs> so yeah. So Christo, thanks for this uh, input and and uh, sharing your uh, knowledge. And um, yeah, if every, anybody wants to talk to Christo some more, then Christo at Global Reader EU, and uh, you can definitely uh, talk to him about uh, uh, integrations and, and how to actually get the most uh, benefits out of it. So thanks, Christo, and um, yeah, uh, hope to see you uh, here soon again. Thank you, and waiting for the next podcast then. Bye. <laughs>